0: Welcome to the Richard Sherman Podcast, brought to you by Superdraft Fantasy. Daily fantasy is broken, and Superdraft has fixed it. Listeners can discover why with their first $5 Superdraft contest for free with the promo code PFF at registration. No credit card required. Download the Superdraft app and play today. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. Don't you ever talk. welcome 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 back to the richard sherman podcast back at it again with my guy mitch eisenstein here to talk ball
1: we are here to talk ball richard and uh you were not playing ball this weekend but you were coaching it what the heck happened well you know my my hamstring you know happened um we but, know that, but I mean, dude, I'm seeing videos of you with looking like me with this headset on in the sideline, dude. You look natural first and foremost. First, Backward first of all, hat. don't, don't swagger go swagger on there. a million. Don't go, don't go all there, <laughs> Mitchell. Mitchell, that's enough.
0: It was, this is a one-off. You know what I mean? This, this was the the DB coach caught COVID, and uh, you know you step up when you need it, but uh, just when you need. It. But you've but always been a
1: big guy on get in when you fit in. get in where you fit in, but dude, that's that's awesome. So tell us how exactly did it happen? What was it like? It was fun.
0: Um, well, it just happened throughout the week. You know, I mean, once he he got COVID, um, uh, you know, Todd came in the room and he was running the room um in terms of watching film and going over the adjustments and things like that. But you know, during during practice, he got to call the defense and he got a million other things to worry about. So um I just stepped up and and handled the rotations. Um of the corners getting in and out and making sure I did the corrections because uh, he got other stuff to deal with. You know, he's a coordinator. Um, and, you know, all the young guys did a great job. You know, they have a ton of respect for me and just listened and, and we, we talked things through and made sure we, we had everything buttoned up by, by the end of the week. Um, and then on game day, it was just about making adjustments on sideline um, once things happen. Um, but they really played well. Um, D Delaney uh, had an interception, first game starting. That was unbelievable. Dean has been playing very high level football every week. You know, he didn't get an in interception this week because they didn't try him really. I think he only had two targets. Um, then uh, PD, Pierre Desir came in and, and when uh, D got a little banged up and got him an interception, uh, Jay Whitehead continuing to look like all pro. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, he continuing to look like all pro and, and continue to make huge plays and had an interception. Um, uh, and wanted to drop his interception, wanted to, to miss, misread it, but he had an op. Um, it was re- just really cool. It's exciting to see when you see you guys work really hard and get the opportunity they deserve and, and re- take off with it like they do.
1: Well, I, for one, think I want to see PFFs grade on you and your secondary coaching skills because, I mean, you guys were giving Justin Fields absolute hell. I, I got to give you some level of credit there, Richard. I know you weren't on the field, um, but kudos to you, man. Kudos to you. So, no. what's it what's it going to be like? I know you want to get back on the field as quick as possible, but you know when when the playing careers are said all said and done, is this something are we going to see you back at Stanford on the sideline with Coach Shaw? Or are we going to see you, you know, on an NFL sideline? No. What the heck's going to happen?
0: Nope, you're going to see me in a booth calling games or on a in front of a desk or talking about the game and, and talking about the reactions or breaking down film or something like that. Um, it was fun to do it in that that capacity, but you know, I think. I have other callings. Um, I love the game. I love speaking the game. I love imparting knowledge. Uh, but the coaching hours are long.
1: You talked about that a couple of podcasts ago. I don't think people realize how demanding of a job being a coach is. I mean, you pretty much sleep in your office and family almost appears secondary at that.
0: A hundred percent. And that's why it's so crazy to hear these fans go off the way they do about um, about coaches. You know what I mean? Because it's like, Like you guys spend, I don't know, a couple hours of your week a week, either watching a game or you might talk to friends about it or this is all they do. You know what I mean? 12, 13 hours a day, every day, trying to break down film, trying to give them their team the best opportunity to go out there and execute and win the ball game. Sometimes the team and the players execute well and it looks beautiful and sometimes they don't. It's a lot of times it's not because the coaches didn't work hard. Maybe they didn't come up with the right plan. or Maybe they didn't, didn't make the right adjustments, but at the end of the day, it's these guys are out there sacrificing time away from their families. And, they're, you know, obviously they're compensated to do it. But I think sometimes these fans are like, this guy sucks and he, he doesn't even know what to do. And it's like, well, you spent 10, 10 minutes looking at film and listening to five people's opinions and criticisms about the play. And now you get to tell the coach, hey, you should have ran this play or you should have played this guy. And because, you know, at the end of the day, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, you're always right when you get to get to ask about it after the fact um but yeah those hours, man
1: switching topics a little bit here uh probably one of the funnier things that happened over the weekend was mike evans giving away tom brady's 600 td pass I, I mean i'm just genuinely curious to know how much that ball is actually worth because whatever tom and the bucks gave that lucky fan i'm sure did not equate to the value of that ball um but i mean what were your Take thoughts up. on that <laughs>
0: I mean it was it, it, he really had no choice you know it's like it's right. like it's like a home run ball you know from like you know the the record breaking home run ball and it's like hey what you going to do with it
1: you, gonna, you Dude, a lot of it? fans a lot of fans do keep it they're selfish that's what i was thinking about myself like you hear people talking about it it's like i think we're genuinely nice guys and we kind of respect other people's career accolades. it's not ours you know i would have given it back uh, but i don't i, think- I, I don't I haven't heard
0: of very many, many times where guys have 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 had like a record breaking or groundbreaking ball or something, and didn't give it back to the guy. Like right. in baseball, a lot of times they go hunt it down, and the guy give the guy you know a bunch of stuff, and it's like, hey, because that's the right thing to do. You know, people are like, well, you could have got this much money for it. <laughs> like uh, maybe whoa, maybe whoa. you not maybe
1: maybe you don't make it out of the stadium. All I was thinking, Richard, when Mike Evans scored by what, twice from Tom Brady, who is your pick on the super fifteen, you absolutely waxed me last just, week.
0: Just, just but yeah,
1: him and Mike, but whatever. Yeah, but what was dude? What was, Mike's, what was Mike and Tom like on the sideline? Like was was there confusion I, I, or I mean I couldn't even I imagine mean, you, being Mike.
0: We we didn't even notice till after the game. I'm not gonna lie to you. We didn't, we didn't we didn't hear much about it till after the game. Um but he was, it, it, I saw the camera on the TV copy and he looked like, like, Oh my God, what, what, you know, what did I just do? But you know, that's just him. And, and especially when he's doing it as a, as a genuinely good gesture, you know, it's not like, it's not right. like a fan earned the ball. It was just Mike's being nice and trying to, trying to give the fans some, some love during the game and give them a memorable um, experience. You know, to, to experience. And so it would have been a kind of a, a BS move for the fan to keep it. Cause it's like, he did this out of the kindness of his heart. Now you're going to turn, turn around and, and right. be this way about he go, it. Like,
1: he goes from local, you know, super fan hero to guy that you never want to see in, in the stadium ever again. But I think he walked away. I think Brady gave him a Bitcoin. He's got a bunch of game use memorabilia. Right. The season stress, tickets.
0: the stress associated with all this is probably already driving him insane. Like right. it's probably already driving him insane. So the stress of him actually keeping the ball and dealing with this would have right. been even worse. That's what people people fail to realize. Like, there's a lot that comes with with the spotlight and fame and and all this adoration that everybody's like, "Oh man, you guys should be you guys should be doing this, you guys should be doing this." But when the lights on you,
1: it turns all the into the that time. guy from the Chicago Cubs that interfered with Moises Alou. I mean, the the guy that is the curse of Chicago. You know, I mean, right. It's just wild. I'm sure they're making an NFT of him somewhere. He's going to probably recoup funds on that. The guy will be fine. Let's be honest. The guy's going to be
0: fine. It's a great memory. <laughs> he he he's getting his
1: 15 minutes of
0: fame. It's awesome. You know what I mean? In a positive way. You know, if he if he kept the ball, it'd be the 15 minutes of fame in a negative way and people would be trying to hunt him down and and, like, trying to follow him, find out where he lives. Like, oh, can we get the ball? Like, oh, how much you want for? You know what I mean? It gets really weird then. You know, they're like, how much is it worth? Well, if you're walking around with something worth half a million dollars in a stadium of people with not right. a lot of
1: security around you, who knows what happens? You know, it becomes really dangerous. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Rich, we got to do our picks here for the Super 15. I am uh, excited to – to try again, you know, but, uh, before we do that, we got an exciting guest, Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings in the house. Um, we'll let you guys listen to that next.
0: This week we got Justin Jefferson on one of the best receivers in national football league. Appreciate you coming on.
1: Appreciate it for having
0: me. Yeah, man. So how are you feeling? You know, obviously I haven't talked to you, you know, since you've been in the league and you've been, you took the league by storm. Um, Obviously, you seemed a little pissed off when you got in, you know, they, they, they obviously doubted you, didn't think um, as highly of you as your, your teammate, uh, Jamar Chase, and you guys both, you know, now you're both dominating in the league. Uh, but you're coming out, you as a 2-3 star. Like, you, how were your only offers, Northwestern and LSU? Like, tell me about that.
2: Uh, well, me, um, school wasn't, a, uh, wasn't big for me. Uh, I didn't take school that seriously. Uh, my freshman and sophomore year in high school so um even having two the brothers that you know went through the process before me that went to LSU and played ball before me um I still was a little childish in those you know first two years of, of high school didn't really click to my mind that you know I really have a talent I really can uh go somewhere uh in football so um the, the grades just wasn't there for me to have all of those big offers because a lot of people didn't think that I was going to be eligible uh, to go to their school. So they're like, why waste the offer on him if he's not even going to be eligible? So um, I I picked up the slack my my junior and senior year, uh, finally got uh, been able to make the grades to to go to D1. Uh, LSU has saved the offer for me, blessingly. Um and I got in late. I got in, like, the second day of fall camp. Uh, second day of fall camp my freshman year. So I didn't go through no summer workouts. Summer school, nothing? Nothing, nothing. So just jumping straight into it. And, uh, I mean, ever since then, I, I didn't stop. Uh, just learning, learning the system, learning uh, the process, and then uh, following after Coach Moffitt with the weight training and everything, uh, just getting bigger and stronger. Getting better with my routes, and now I'm here.
0: I said, "What, what, what helped you? You know, make the big jump from from a two, three star going into LSU to a, to a, a superstar in the National Football League? You know, obviously, y'all, you know, y'all gonna argue with Bama about who <laughs> who's receiver you? You know, <laughs> you know, and all that." I mean they they didn't put out first yeah. rounder after first rounder after first rounder yeah. but y'all y'all have been obviously more productive in National Football League y'all you know Jamar is freaking having a a record setting yeah. uh, sure. rookie season you had a record setting rookie season uh what helped you you think the most like develop and blossom um coming out Um
2: yeah uh well I really give uh credit to uh one of the best coaches that ever coached me uh was coach Sullivan um uh, Sully uh he coached at uh, Arizona for a long time and Jacksonville. Uh, he coached for like 40 years in the league, and uh, he came to LSU my my freshman year uh, and just, you know, coached us, ta- taught us some stuff that we never learned before, uh, learning how to, you know, snap, snap down at the end of our routes, how to uh, get off the release, how to uh, beat press, and, I mean, I never – uh, learn that stuff, like how technical he was with that, and uh, I mean, after he taught me, after I really got it down, got it down pat, nobody really could, you know, stay in front of me uh, that much. So I was like, okay, I, I really got it. I got, I got the, I got the justice of it, and now I just gotta go out and and run away with it. And yes, sir. I, I, I did, and uh, just just trying to improve every every step of the way.
0: How? I- frustrating was it coming out when you, you know, you know what you got, you know who you are, you know, you about to come take this league over and do what you're going to do. Like how frustrating was it to come in and not, not be drafted as high as you, you want it to be?
2: Uh, I said, it was, it was very frustrating. Um, Just the, the production that I did uh, having 1500 yards, having 18 touchdowns. And I'm like, okay, like I, I had a year, I'm good. I'm about to go, you know, at least top three receivers pick. Uh and I definitely didn't feel like those uh the other receivers was was better than me, especially by far to have been picked, you know, 10 picks in front of me. So um uh, I mean, being able to to see the production I did, I knew I, I was gonna have some some type of big production in the league. So I was like, all right, this is this is where I, I take off. This is where I leave all of the other guys behind. Uh, to show everybody that I'm one of the best receivers in the league and the best receiver uh, in this draft. So uh, going into the league, I wanted to, you know, prove myself uh, to my team, especially, and, you know, to the world, of course. And uh, coach finally gave me that opportunity week three. I was like, yeah, it's mine. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> get this bag. <laughs> yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. And you've been getting it ever since. Uh, but like, like sometimes that's the best way to do it, you know what I mean? Because sometimes yeah. if you would have been picked number three, you know what I mean, draft, what you got to be pissed off about then, you know what I mean? Right. That you wasn't right. one. You know, right. sometimes coming in with that chair, I didn't go to the fifth round and I came in pissed. I'm still pissed off about it, you know. But it 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 in a in a in a in a way, it's like a blessing in disguise because it's like, hey, y'all gave me the the fuel and the and the anger to go out there and 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 eat off everybody plate. Yeah, yeah. And so for sure. and and they talking about y'all receiving uh, class might be one of the best receiving class, at least early on. It looks like one of the best right. to come out. And you are looking like the best of the best, you know, right. to come out. You you make the Pro Bowl in your rookie year. Like what helped you acclimate to the league so fast? You know, Kirk Cousins, people people give Kirk a lot of hell. But Kirk can play.
2: Yes, Kirk can, can play.
0: And and yes, he, he and they never give him the credit he deserves. Like when he, when he playing well, they're like, oh, he you know, okay, he's doing all right, but then when he when yeah. he makes a few mistakes, they want to jump on his back. But right, right. What did he help you? Like, did y'all y'all develop a chemistry right away, or or how did that work? Um, I mean, just like everything
2: else, it has it has to develop. You know, um, it doesn't just happen right away. Just like me and Joe was in 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 college, me and Joe didn't snap snap right away. Uh, but you know, just the over time, uh, the amount of practice that we put together. And the amount of time that we spent together, we kind of build that connection uh, on and off the field. And that kind of helped us uh, when we was playing on Saturday nights. So that's kind of how we, we've been trying to uh, – me and Kirk been trying to do, just connect uh, together. They put me and Kirk right next to each other uh, in the locker room. So, I mean, we have no choice but to, you know, talk to each other, see each other every single day, uh, and, and just, you know, bond together. So uh, I, I think that was a, a good move that they did uh, by, you know, just letting us – uh, Buying together like that, just having our lockers right next to each other, and uh, I mean it's, it's been good. He's been he's been killing it, and uh, we've been doing what we need to do. So we just got to keep going. And um, I just you know want Kirk to play with play with that confidence always, and you know always know that me and me and Adam and the rest of the guys got him.
0: Yeah, speaking of speaking of feeling, man, you you had another great receiver on right next yeah. to you. You know what I mean? Great route runner, detailed. That boy put many a, a corner in a blender. Oh, yeah. uh, did he help you at all? You know, in your a development, lot.
2: a lot, a lot. I mean, just have him being in the league for, for eight, nine years, Uh, he been against you been against, you know, all of these top corners. So he knows, he knows what those guys look like, what they look for and how they play. So uh, him just teaching me the different ways to get off the release, Um, uh, you know, just different ways to get out of my breaks, how to make things look differently than others. So uh, he he's definitely been teaching me, especially learning the plays, uh, you know, just finding different tactics to use to learn the plays because there's a lot of plays in the NFL. <laughs> yes, sir, it is. Yes, sir, it is. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, he's been he been teaching me ever since I got in. Uh, he's a great teammate. Uh, and I mean, never, never know, no, you know, stupid stuff with him. No BS with him. Right. Uh, it's just, you know, straight to the point. Um, he loves football, loves being around. So, it feels good to, you know, vibe off his energy.
0: No, 100%. 100%. That's no question. I mean, because you, you, when you're coming into the league, you don't know how the bet's going to be. Right. You know, you, you're you like, hey, are they going to be hating on me? Are they yeah, going to be trying to yeah. give me love and teach me? Yeah. Or are they going to be sitting there like, hey, this young dude trying to take my spot? Right. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the ones that have played for long enough, I mean, they we at least to my – to my knowledge, we always try to help. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like I I, I I didn't been in this league eleven years for a reason. Like I'm not worried about right. you coming in and take my spot. I think you can help the team, and I want to win, and you can help us win. Right. That's all it's about, right? The ones that's worried about their spot getting taken usually the ones that ain't gonna last that long anyway.
2: Exactly, and they feel like they ain't making enough production to stay with what he at. So, right. So they scared.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Scared money don't make no money. None. So <laughs> what, what surprised you the most, like, about the league, you know what I mean? And what, what was, like, exactly as you expected? You know, coming in, you got all these expectations and all these – you watched the league your whole life. So what surprised you coming in? Uh, well,
2: first of all, coming
0: in, uh, me being, a,
2: a, of course, a big fan of football, watching the NFL for so, for so long, uh, just knowing that all of the vets, you know, just seeing a seeing guy across me, like, wow, I'm about to go against Malcolm Butler. I watched Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl years ago when I was younger. So just just seeing different guys in the league and uh, going up against them uh, and dominating them at, at that point. So uh, it, it's crazy to see that. But, um, I mean, the speed of the game uh, is kind of like how LSU was. Uh, so that in that aspect, it was kind of the same, uh, just not really having a different speed of the game, just knowing how, how fast it is because uh, of the SEC play. Uh, but the knowledge that the veterans have, uh, just knowing your every move, sometimes uh, just watching film, just being students of the game. And uh, that's that's one thing that I have to uh, pick up more and more on, just, you know, watching more and more film and uh, be a student of the game.
0: 100 percent. If you want to play because I mean, no matter what, Father Tom is undefeated and and, and yeah. your physical abilities to start to dwindle, no matter how hard yeah. you work, no matter what you do. And it's about the mental the faster you catch on to the mental side and being able to like, hey, I can get to this spot. I can just mix yeah. them up like this. They coverage gonna adjust like this when I do this, so I can just sell that and get yeah. here. The the quicker you adjust to that, the quicker you're gonna be unstoppable. You know, every right. year they're gonna watch the whole season of film on you and they're gonna figure you out. They they figure you out every year. The right. best ones get figured out and then have two, three more moves and be yeah. like, Oh, you ain't figured out nothing. I still got fifteen yeah. yeah. hundred. Yeah. But uh but like speaking of the SEC play, you know, like you said, y'all got Dallas on Sunday night this week, and y'all you played against Diggs, um, yeah. you know, at Bama. Uh, do you feel like that helped you? You know, that's going to help you going into this matchup, or it's just totally different? You know, I mean, he looks about the, he looks about the same as he did his senior year on tape. He's finally starting to play with confidence, instincts. He's getting a couple tips and overthrows, so he's you know what I mean he, he's playing. What you think um, about the matchup?
2: Um, I love this matchup, honestly. Uh... One, is Sunday night, so you already know what time it is with that. And then, uh, I mean, just him, uh, with his production that he's been doing so far, uh, he has what seven picks in six games. So yeah. he's been doing this thing, and I love it because I get to go up against him and show the world that you know you that what guy. I can do against him. Right, right. So uh, I love the matchup. Um, I mean, I didn't really go up against him that much when I was at LSU. He mostly went up against Jamar because I was in a slot. But, uh I mean, I, of course, I've seen his play. I've seen how he plays. Uh I've been watching film on him, too. So, uh, he's a ball hawk, and I, I am, too. So, I got to go get the ball more than he won.
0: Yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. What you thinking about your boy, Jamar, and how, what are you doing, man? He he, 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 he went from talking all. about he can't see the strikes <laughs> on the ball to like he led everybody astray.
2: Right, right. And then now he proving everybody wrong. But, yeah, I mean, it's great to see him, man. That's my brother, man. Him and Joe has been killing it. and. I love it, man. It's it feels so good to have a have your college quarterback throwing it to you in the league now. So, uh, I mean, it's right where they left off. So, it it feels good to see it though.
0: Y'all LSU boys, boy, y'all y'all in this league. Speaking of LSU, shit, y'all got Pat P over there. What you think, my boy Pat? Big play. play. I love
2: Pat, man. I'm so I'm so appreciative that Pat came to this team. Um, I mean, to have a a guy well going up against a guy like Pat. It's so difficult to uh, to beat him, especially versus press. Uh, he knows so many different moves. He's so patient at the line, and it's so difficult. But that's what made me better this year. Uh, going up against him in training camp, going up against him in OTAs, uh, I got to really see what a a great corner looks like. And uh, I mean, now going up against these top corners in the league, I kind of you know have a feeling of what what they right right what they might do, what to expect. And uh, I've been asking Pat all the time, uh, you know, different ways to improve my game from his eyes, from his point of view. Uh, so, uh, I mean, he's he been getting me sometimes, though. He got me a couple of times in training camp, but I've been learning from it. And uh, he's been teaching me different ways to, you know, improve on that aspect.
0: <laughs> but but I, I, 100% that elevation level of play. You know what I mean? I mean, me and Pat came in together and, you know, we always battled for the top spot. It was a year right. in and year out. Um, but to play this long at corner, you got to know all the tricks. You got to know every move. You got to know every formation. Sometimes you got to know it ain't got nothing to do with the receiver. You ain't calling the plays. I just need to figure out, all right, we on this yard line. It's this down the distance. Y'all got this split. As soon as two make a move, I know what you're doing. It don't really matter what you do. You know what I mean? And so, so he's definitely at that point. You know what I mean? Pat's a a good friend of mine now, man. And I'm, I'm so excited for him to, to be out there and leading a new group. And, um, it's, it's, it's cool to see, uh, but I can't wait to work, watch this Sunday night matchup, man. And and I'm really, really, really excited and proud of everything you've been able to do, man. I, I love when people come in and get doubted and go out there and prove everybody yeah. wrong and prove like, man, I'm really, I'm really the man. I'm yeah. really the man. Um, And I expect that to, to continue. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, who, who are some of the corners that you have been play against so far that, that kind of outside of Pat, that, that kind of impressed you or kind of, or didn't impress you. He <laughs> was like, hey, yeah. you wasn't what I thought you was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: um, I would say uh, Lattimore from the Saints, he he was good. He was a good matchup. Uh, him being a quick quick guy, speedy guy, uh, he not really worrying about you beating him uh, deep. So uh, he got that makeup of speed, and he's also aggressive too. So uh, that's what kind of makes him uh, a great corner. Uh, who else that I went up against? Uh, yeah,
0: you got Jair twice twice the season. Yeah, I I, I didn't go up against him that
2: much last year because last year, the first game, we played him. We played the first game of the season, and I didn't play that much. Uh, and the second time we played him, it was like 18 miles per hour winds, and it was raining a little bit, so we didn't really throw the ball that much. So now this year, I, I got a fresh start. We're uh, we going up against some these, I think, in a couple weeks, actually, here. So. Ready for that he, one too,
0: if he get healthy, that, that be, that's gonna be a good matchup. Um, right. What what you think of Devontae? You know what I mean. You get to see him twice a year too, like live and direct. You know what what do you think of him? He is he what you thought he was? For sure, for sure. You talking about
2: Devonte Adams, right?
0: Yeah, you know who I'm talking about only yeah. Devontae. <laughs> for sure, he definitely what he
2: is, and uh, he a dog, man. He's probably one of my favorite receivers uh, to play the game, and uh, his his wiggle, his oh my god. Then you got a Rod throwing it to him, man. That's that's a that's a bad combo, right it's there. It's a bad
0: combo. They doubling yeah. him and he going for one eighty. He don't care. <laughs> it don't make no sense. It don't. don't make any sense,
2: man. It don't make yeah. any sense. But I, I love him as a as a receiver. Uh, he he a dog for sure.
0: Growing up, growing up, we all kind of go through stuff. You know what I mean? Go through our. I felt like when I was young, you know what I mean? The trials and tribulations, just just going through, living in the hood, and and going through all the BS, kind of helped build me and mold me, but. I always had coaches like my high school coach, my track coach, uh, Coach Smith and my my football coach, Coach D and his dad, Willie D. Um, they really was the ones that kind of kind of got me to believe that I was going to be, you know, what I mean, what I am uh, yeah. really believe, like, hey, if I work hard enough, I go out there and I can push and and, and elevate above what I thought I had. Uh, who who did that for you? You know, was it was it Pops? Was it your brothers? Right. Like,
2: um, I mean, my brothers definitely uh, was a big role in that. Uh, Just for them, just being able to do it before me, Uh, them going to LSU before me playing, playing at a high level, me going to the games at eight, nine years old, Uh, LSU games, rocking Alabama versus LSU, Florida, you know, seeing all of those type games um, that made me, you know, see it, see it from a different aspect. i seen it as a little kid. So uh, seeing it as that young uh, made me want it even more. And that made me study study the game more, watch my brothers even more than what I was, and then me going out on that field on Saturdays, that reaction uh, recreation ball balling out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, all of that plays an aspect, and then me, I was I was a big fan of you know Odell, uh, Keenan Allen, uh, Devontae Adams. So me watching all of those guys, I kind of you know got a little bit of taste of every single one of them and put it in towards my game. And then I just elevated in towards that and uh, made my own little, you know, my own little wiggle.
0: You definitely got a lot of all of them in you. <laughs> I mean, how how yeah. how was it at LSU? Because Odell did come back and try to try to get some some knowledge to y'all young boys. It seemed like you know, what I mean, I wasn't there. I wasn't in the building. You know, all they do was try to try to highlight when he gave y'all a few dollars, and and, <laughs> right. and everybody could use a few dollars. <laughs> now now ain't nobody getting mad at the boys getting money, but that's a story for a different day. But. Right. How much did him and Jarvis come back and like really try to impart knowledge on young?
2: Um they definitely came back and did, you know, whatever they needed to do. Um you know, for for the team, uh just giving back with, you know, different gifts or uh I mean, of course he he they linger lingered to the people that they more, you know, they know more than than others mm-hmm. uh so like me uh uh Jamar so of course, you know, the the top guys that, that mm-hmm. plays mostly, but uh, I mean, just them seeing seeing what they went through, uh, seeing that the stuff that they accomplished uh, at LSU and in the league. Uh, you know, us watching them on film and us realizing, like, oh, we can do this too, bro. This this it don't seem that hard. You know, we have the talent, we have we have the ability to go out there and and you know route people up and you know go catch bombs on people's head. So me and Jamar felt we can do the same thing, and they, they did, too. So them giving us that knowledge, uh, giving us that, that uh, ability to, to go out there and just, you know, showcase for, for LSU and, and, you know, follow behind them.
0: Now you're now you doing it. Now you are them. You know what I mean? Now you out there yeah. in the league putting on. You know, you're going to go back and give back to the, to the next right. generation <laughs> and give love. And right. uh, what about your high school? You ever go back and, and give back and talk to the I, kids?
2: Yeah, I just, um, I mean, we just went through that uh, storm and stuff, uh, the hurricane. So uh, really just trying to rebuild, Uh, just trying to give back, seeing how everybody is in the community, Uh, just trying to make sure everybody good and uh, just trying to, just like I said, rebuild. Uh, We had like a couple, a little bit of damage. So uh, school just trying to get back on their feet. And um, I mean, our football team doing pretty good though. So uh, especially when I have more free time, just going back and, uh, going to the games, you know, seeing people back at the crib and, uh, just giving back everywhere I can.
0: Yes, sir. That's what it's about, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I don't want to take too much more of your time. I know it's your off day, but it means a lot. You coming on here and chopping it up with me.
2: Yeah. I appreciate you having me. I'm a, I was a big fan of yours. Uh, definitely watched, uh, plenty of your videos on how you uh, dissect the game and, uh, you know, your ability to play, especially uh, in your earlier years. So definitely appreciate you having me. It, it was a big honor.
0: I appreciate that, man. It means a lot. And I look forward to you you cooking on Sunday and cooking the rest of your career and, and For go sure. ahead and get you a gold jacket at the end.
2: <laughs> For sure. You too, man. Get yeah, back healthy.
0: Pre- I appreciate that, brother. Have a good All day. Right. You too. Welcome to the Richard Sherman podcast brought to you by Superdraft Fantasy. If you're a real football fan, you know that daily fantasy is broken. Superdraft has fixed it with their new game, Super 15. Listeners get their first $5 game for free, no deposit required with the code PFF at registration. You know the game. Pick your best five players off the grid with $15 in salary and let it ride. It takes less than a minute. Watch me pick a new lineup every week and see if you can beat my score. Download the Superdraft app and see if you can beat me to win cash prizes. Just use the code PFF at registration for your first $5 contest free. No credit card required to claim the offer. Offer only eligible for new accounts. All right, all right, all right. You guys know what time it is. It's time for the Super 15 Super Draft contest. Come on. You know who I got. I'm going with the same lineup as last week. It worked for the most part, at least for my guys. Tom Brady with my $5 pick. Of course, PFF's highest-rated quarterback. Again, ah, what you gonna do? Mike Evans, three touchdowns last week in the first half. Hey, no insider information here. Oh, appreciate you, Mike. Harry McLaurin, most contested catches in the NFL with 19, highlight maker, big play maker, Come on, Terry. Do it for me. Gary Terry. And of course, Kyle Pitts, who has been doing a fantastic job in Atlanta. He's starting to get his groove. PFF's PFF's highest rated rookie pass catcher. And he's playing the Panthers this week. I expect him to to have some success there. And then Kenneth Gainwell. Unfortunately, Miles Sanders went down. But it gives this guy an opportunity to step up and make huge plays for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I expect him to take advantage of his opportunity. It's a risky $1 pick, but that's the guy I'm going with. Do it for me.
1: I'm a little upset I let you go first here, Rich, because I do really like the Pitts and Gainwell choice. I mean, Pitts is absolute stud. That kid is, uh, he's my TE1 going forward. I'm marking that down right now. And Kenneth Gainwell, he's playing, uh, again, insider info on my end, he's playing the Detroit Lions, so that's a good pick, Richard. Um, for me, I'm going to go a little bit different route. I'm going to go with the hot hand. Uh, AJ Brown, my $4 selection, he's been hot lately. He was nursing a hammy there for a bit, but it seems they've kind of opened the reins on him a little bit. He's had a couple great uh, weeks here recently, going to be getting a ton of targets. PFSF's highest graded wide receiver last week. They got the tough matchup against the Colts, but I think they take care of it, and I think he's going to be targeted a lot. Then, uh, Former quarterback of our guests this week, Justin Jefferson. Joe Burrow is my next pick. Cincinnati has been unbelievable this year. I don't know if anyone really saw this coming, but they look like a new team and really took care of Baltimore. And uh, you know, I think he carries that on this week. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ride him this week with my four dollar pick as well. And then coming off the bye, the rookie out of Bama, Najee Harris. He's played 86% of the offensive snaps this year for the Steelers, which is crazy. I mean, he hardly ever comes off the field. He's coming into his own right now. Um, I like him a lot. I think that he's going to help me take down Richard this week. I'm going with Najee Harris. Then, one of my favorite players this year, he finally feels like he found a role with Atlanta for the first time ever. Swiss Army Knife, Cordero Patterson. Don't call me a football, don't call me a running back, don't call my wide receiver, call me an athlete. But he has turned into a great fantasy running back. Uh, top five grades, rushing and receiving this year. So he's my $2 choice. And then to cap it off, feeding the hot hand, Damian Harris finally feels like there's a running back in the Patriots lineup you can rely on for fantasy. He scored the second most fantasy points this week among running backs. I'm gonna ride him again, Damian Harris. Let's see what you can do.
0: I like those picks. I really like those picks.
1: Um, but you know, seeing as I beat you by 30 last week, yep. You know, let's hope. Let's hope we just make it competitive. We got to discredit you at least 35 though, because you your insider info and you were a coach on the sideline. So you probably sheesh. told them they have to run it up on me, dude. That's some BS. sheesh.
0: I have no input. I have no control. I'm just a humble servant.
1: We'll see what happens after this week, man. I got to play catch-up. We're 1-1 v we're 1 1 now, so this will be the, the game-breaker for us. Right, 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 right. Well, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you go make your Super
0: 15 picks. And if you haven't signed up, come on. Use the promo code PFF at registration and get your first $5 game for free. No credit card required. You got to do it thank you thank you thank you to the great Justin Jefferson for coming on he was fantastic looking forward to his Sunday night football matchup versus Trayvon Diggs that's going to be exciting two of the best young players in his National Football League and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already hit that subscribe button check us out every week we'll have a new guest and some new content and we're ready to go so appreciate you guys have a great night Perfect.